quaked. Where the hell are my manners? My name is Victor. Vic, for short. Just like that guy in the old movie pictures my folks used to watch incessantly when they weren't battling one another, that is. What's his name? Victor Mature? Only, I'm not sure how mature I am, and I don't stand as tall as six feet, nor is my waist as thin as his was. But I've gotten into the habit of lifting barbells at the local boxing gym or down in my basement. And I've had my nose broken a few times in the ring, so that it's not exactly planted straight on my face. I have the same brown eyes, though. Now, when it comes to the hair, it used to be a hell of a lot thicker and blacker. The grays that have been showing up more and more are a stark reminder that my tenure as a full-time author, a mostly unpublished author, could be quickly coming to an end. And along with it, my love affair with Stella. So, what's a man to do? Okay, before you say it, I'll say it for you. Get a job, for Christ's sakes. I'm college-educated, so there's no excuse. Except I'm not one of those right-on-the-side sort of fellows. I need to be all in, or I'm not in at all. Something I've tried to explain to Stella on a daily basis, not that she ever understood. I'm assuming you probably don't understand it either. But I'd be happy to explain it better for you. That is, you pony up for a beer and hamburger. But I'm also not a complete moron, meaning I'm not the sort to give up an opportunity to make a quick buck. Which leads me to this morning. Stella hadn't been gone for more than half an hour for her morning gym workout, followed by her job at the state motor vehicle department, when someone knocked on my door. I was seated at the dining room table, banging out a new short story I was hoping to sell to a mystery magazine down in New York City. The knock took me by surprise because nobody, not even bill collectors, bothered to make house calls at seven in the morning. At first I considered letting it go, figuring whoever was knocking would just go away. But when her voice accompanied the knocking, I knew I couldn't just let it go. Mr. Casey, she barked. Mr. Casey, you in there? Please, can you come to the door? I recognized the voice, more or less, but found it impossible to attach it to a face. As I slid out of my chair, got up and headed across the living room to the door, I thought it might be Stella's mother, who lived across town in the higher society section. But then, since when did she refer to me as Mr.? Usually, she referred to me as the unkempt man, while handing me the one-ads section of the Sunday Times. Making my way to the front door, I glanced through the little square section of inlaid glass. My pulse picked up. It was Tara from next door, the young wife of a lawyer who I saw almost on a daily basis, but whom I never actually struck up a conversation with. Usually our interaction consisted of a casual wave from my driveway to hers. I opened the door. I'm so, so sorry to disturb your work, Mr. Casey, but I have a bit of an emergency next door. I tried to plant a smile on my face. It wasn't that she was disturbing me. My work was going nowhere that morning anyway. It was that I was dressed only in an old wife-beater t-shirt and a pair of torn jeans. I was also barefoot. I hadn't shaved in days either, and since the riding wasn't coming very well as of late, I had taken to adding a little crown royal to my morning coffee just to dull the edge but I wasn't about to run to the bathroom to brush my teeth just because Tara showed up unannounced. Come on in, Tara, I said. You look a little distressed. Is there something I can help you with? Sure, she looked distressed, but she also looked hot as hell. 
She obviously ran out of the house without thinking about her wardrobe. She was dressed in a t-shirt that doubled as a nightgown. While I had no idea about panties, she wasn't wearing a bra, and the way her young breasts pressed against the thin cotton shirt nearly robbed me of my breath. She was maybe ten years younger than me. She had a nice house, a nice husband, nice little kids who lined up shoulder to shoulder every morning to catch the school bus. I'd always thought of them as the perfect American family. I kept my distance for fear of rubbing off on them. They were nice, if not perfect, and I was a total wreck. If I made an effort to offer so much as a casual hi there to the kids, offer them some candy, they'd only think of me as that weird man who lives next door and stays home all day. The guy who's always swearing at the mailbox. The guy who doesn't have a job.